Hey, sausage, keep it going. Hey, bacon, grits, sausage. Got a bitch coming, lick my sausage. All I did, I hop on the ring, sausage. Give me the pancakes with the motherfucking sausage. Give me that shit, I need some sausage. Lick my dick, that shit, no sausage. My shit brown like a motherfucking sausage. Go ahead, get heavy, eat some sausage. I like bacon and I like sausage. And I like pancakes and I like sausage. Nice little brunch. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> it was. No, I really enjoyed it. Props to Marilyn Garcia for making us delicious eggs with thank you, thank you, thank you with uh, beans and tortilla and avocado. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> we are we are here for a little bonus, little bonus episode. Just a uh, in between. We are currently on vacation for the podcast before season five comes out. We're relaxing getting stuff set up before season five starts yes you know game plan but we thought this would be fun to do because uh as of recording this it is february 13th so it's sunday uh the season finale uh season two finale of demon slayer came out today and ryan wanted to watch it and talk about it yeah so so that's what we're gonna do uh we're gonna talk about that we're gonna shoot the shit we're gonna relax yeah a little brunch it probably won't be long yeah, it'll just be. We just wanted to drink a couple of mimosas, and uh, we're in a different space too. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're currently at Ryan's house recording. Ryan, this is no. the second time. We were trying to hide this location. We're at Ryan's house. Someone could be listening, man. Dude, <laughs> leave that in season four, please. <laughs> Something tells me it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Reoccurring team rocket ass villains. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, we, we we watched the season two finale of Demon Slayer, finished up the Entertainment District arc. I already knew what happened in the arc because I've been reading. I'm not all the way. I haven't finished the manga. I'm on finishing up the arc that takes place after that. But uh, it was cool to see it animated. Like I saw the final scene of the the double decapitation. That animation was was very crisp. Ooh very clean yeah like i saw um the 40 ounce twitter shared that one uh scene mm. retweeted that one scene from the fight god it that episode had probably one of the cleanest action sequences the previous episode all that fucking money oh my god that's <laughs> where those, all of it went those animators better be well fucking paid i'll say that yeah but um yeah we're we're getting a bit of a we well we already got com- confirmed that season three is happening uh for demon slayer i don't know if they set a date, it's probably going to be like next year, if anything, just because they already set up Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 to come out next year. Chainsaw Man, I believe, comes out this year. So, just like schedule-wise, not even like, yeah. I know they're different studios, but I'm just saying, schedule-wise of things coming out, we'll yeah. probably have good spaces between everything. Exactly, because you don't want two like very hype shows mm-hmm. coming out Because Attack time. on Titan, the final season, Part 2 is going to be ending soon too, and that was going on the same time the entertainment district was going on so people have been like back-to-back hype about that so i can see like season three and maybe like jujutsu kaisen season two or or chainsaw man going on at the same time yeah so that'd be fun just to have those two studios just have a shit ton of crisp animation (laughs) so nice yeah it's it's crazy how much animation has changed over the years in terms Mm -hmm. of anime like for, like there's still those moments where you see the CG and you're like, I don't know about that, but it works. I think it's gotten better, it's gotten Dep- better. depending on 
the anime. Demon Slayer. It's case by case. Demon Slayer shows it can be done very well. It, it's funny because I haven't watched season two, mm-hmm. so I don't know how much CG was in that one. But I remember when I was watching se- season one, I, I talked about it when yeah. I was talking about it before on the podcast way back when it first came out. Uh, they had CG, but they didn't have it in like, the action scenes. Yeah. It was like Tanjiro walking, and it'd just be like CGI, and I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, all the fight scenes were just animated, so I was just kind of like, why? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of it in the fight scenes in this, but because you have um, uh, Daki's uh, ribbons and fucking, mm-hmm. what's his name, Onjiro? The scythe guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he spins around a lot. So there's a lot of it Tendin has his, like... They do a, they do a good job handling yeah. it, though. It, I feel like it's a good mix of CG and animation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, the one negative I would give to, uh, to Dragon Quest. By the way, y'all should be watching Dragon Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 69, <laughs> Noise. Very That's good. good. Very good shit. Good to hear. I'm gonna... You gonna watch it, Ryan. I know, I will. You gonna watch it. Uh... But yeah, they, they have CG scenes. But I kind of expected it because it's Toei. Fuck Toei animation. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, anything to save a dollar. Yeah, when they do put their foot in animation scenes, you'll know. They'll be yeah. like, ooh, that looks fucking good. They'll have some great animation sometimes. And then sometimes they'll have CG. But I think I've just learned to accept the CG in Dragon Quest at this point. Because it's not like every single fight is that. But, like, it's it's often sometimes. And you're just like, eh, it's there. Yeah. Whatever. It's a good story. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice when it's handled well. So so good on good on a uh, Ufotable for uh, Demon Slayer. <laughs> oh yeah. And Mappa for Attack on Titan. I know there's some CG in Attack on Titan, so people kind of feel some type of way about it. But I saw the scenes, like they're getting to like the the critical climax point. I won't spoil it because I know Ryan might be watching it soon. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, there was some CG, but I was like, this doesn't look that bad, honestly. I feel like people are just, like, ganging up on CG because it's that people view it as It's the lazier. thing you do. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, I see it when they're using it in these action scenes. It's so It makes the action scene so much more fluid, and then we don't, we're not going to be getting any more of, like, screenshots of, like, Naruto versus Pain being like, see, look how bad this shot is. I'm like, yeah, you, you got that, the shot when Pain was spinning around yeah, on the floor. Like, even that... Though that scene wasn't even animated bad. It was so good. I if, thought it was great. If you're moving that fast, things are going to look disgusting and distorted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just, it's it's weird. It, it just has to be handled right. When CG's mixed with animation right, it, it looks fine. Yeah. Honestly. It's just those scenes where it's just like, whoa, that was a lot of CG. <laughs> and Dragon Quest does that. Because, you know, Toya is cheap, even though they have a bunch of fucking money. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy how it blows my mind that's that like they when super started they were just like yeah it's dragon ball one of the biggest franchises ever we're gonna rush these episodes yeah them episodes are rough <laughs> hopefully supposedly super may be coming back soon maybe 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 it's rumors but um, people were worried because the new Dragon Ball yeah. Super movie is CG. Honestly, from the trailers, it doesn't even look that bad. People need to calm down. And I expected the CG movie not to look that bad because it's a whole movie. Yeah. So the budget is dedicated to making it look as good as possible. It's not going to look as good as like Dragon Ball Super Brawly. That shit is brilliant in terms of animation. But it looks fine. Like People are like, this shit looks like ass. I'm like, it doesn't even look that bad. I hate when people do that. 
But people were worried that if the anime ever came back, they'd just be switching the CG. It's just for this movie experience. Yeah. If anything, they'll probably go back to what it looked like when Super was originally airing. It'll just look better because they'll have a better schedule at that point. Yeah. Which they need. So if they have a <laughs> so if they have a better schedule when making Super and getting those episodes out, we'll probably see more of what we saw uh, during like uh, the the Goku Black arc when they got to a lot of the cool fights. The animation was really good. A lot of the tournament of power fights looked oh, really yeah, fucking those good. So nice. We'll probably see more so of that. Yeah. To like the lower end, higher end quality of that because some of those episodes looked fucking fantastic. So if they have a good schedule, they can they can pump those out. I wouldn't even mind if they touched a little bit of the CG with, like, some of the more intense fights where it's, like, the camera would be rotating around mm-hmm. them as they're doing fast punches. Like, just make... Because I think people... want to do it smooth like that. Forget... There is some CG in, in, uh... What is it called? Battle of Gods. And... Yeah, there was some CG in that. It wasn't a lot, but there yeah. was, like, a few scenes of Goku and Bearish fighting. I was like, oh, that's CG. Yeah. It didn't look terrible, though. There's times where when I'm watching My Hero, like, I... I feel like a lot of that CG sometimes. Yeah, a lot of like the background stuff could be too. And also like I've noticed, I don't know, this is just my eyes, so I haven't looked into this. I I don't look into things. I just base it off my own, what I see in front of me. I'm one of those people. But, um, no, I'm not. But (laughs) (laughs) I research things, just not this. I, um, whenever, like, especially in uh, season four, like a lot of the scenes were, uh, Deku and Lemillion would be talking the way they'd like tilt their head and stuff the, um, the fluidity of it all I'd just be like it kind of looks like really bright graphics on like an, like, an, like a video game okay so it, yeah. you don't really see like the outlines a little more you know and that and that's another thing people need to keep in mind too it's just like it's kind of I'm not going to say it's exactly like a video game because clearly they're two different things mm-hmm. but like the reason why you can get like CG cutscenes in games to look so good is because it's gonna be a one-time thing. They're usually not gonna be that long. Like Xenoverse 2 has some CG cutscenes that are fucking like, whoa. That looks fucking outstanding. Like Yeah. And I understand why it's not gonna be in an anime because you're rolling on a different budget yeah. and a different schedule. Yeah. Like with Xenoverse 2, it's just like, yeah, we just make this scene, put it in the game, and people can watch this scene. As many times as we feel like, yeah. <laughs> Where like they gotta, they gotta move on <laughs> anime, but it's all a timing thing too. Yeah. And and a choice, like maybe they feel like, oh, we would have a hard time like animating this normally. Yeah. Or maybe it's like we want to get a bunch of fast angles of it, mm-hmm. and we won't want to slow down the momentum of the fight. Maybe mm-hmm. this would work better if it was fluid. And 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 Brawly in Dragon Ball Super Brawly, there was a scene where it was CG for a second. But to be fair with that one, they like were like so powerful, like Ogeta and Brawly during their fight, they like broke reality. Oh. So yeah. that it was like CG, and then when reality went back, they were at a different location. It was back to animation. But uh, that was just like a cool like thing to do. It's just like whoa, this is how strong they are. That's cool. That's Which is something cool. that Super can already establish because you know they had characters like Hit, who literally could skip time, store skip time into his own pocket dimension freeze you and like people there are people that transcend time like Jiren yeah. broke out of Jiren's t- or uh, hits time cage and shit like that it's we because Dragon Ball has been around for so long it's like of course 
it's literally just okay now the next villain is stronger than the last so it's like yeah now that's why there's gods it's yeah. we've hit this territory and it's i so i powerful. feel like super's problem isn't as much as um well i mean it's the writing overall of course but it's more so like the consistency of the writing i want to say mm. like um you don't need a thorough explanation of something. Just just tell us what it is. Yeah. Like, Dragon Ball Z isn't, like, this master class in writing, but the reason why it's so popular is because it's a very straightforward action series. Yeah. Like, with, with the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, oh, time's passed, Goku has a kid, he's meeting up with everybody, Raditz shows up. There's this alien race of Sans, Goku's actually a Saiyan. Okay, that explains a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, Vegeta and Nappa show up because they want the Dragon Balls. More powerful Saiyans. Bunch of people die, shit goes down. We have to go to Namek, where we find out where Piccolo's from. So we're adding lore bits, but it's, like, very straightforward. Yeah. And they're not trying... They're not, like, oh, we'll just explain this like this. Oh, fuck, we fucked up. Oh, we'll do this, yeah. you know? And there's retcons, of course, too, and things of that nature. But it's not as bad. I feel like Super, like, writes itself into corners sometimes because it forgets things that were established in Dragon Ball Z. And the thing that annoys me is they could get around it. Like, but the way they choose to get around it is like, ugh. like, um, my biggest example is in Goku Black, where they do the fuse Zamasu thing. Yeah. And so Goku and Vegeta have to fuse into Vegeta with the earrings. Already established that fusion is permanent. Like, that's just something that doesn't get split. Exactly. Uh, and it's split in the Buu saga because Goku had a theory that, Goku had a theory. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> Because of Boo's like magical like body, like his innards, like it like force split the fusion. So everyone was just kinda like, okay, that's fair. That's a fair enough explanation. And then we had Kibito Kai who was still fused with the earrings, but in Super they split, and Kibito Kai says they use the Dragon Balls to wish to split themselves back into Supreme Kai and Kibito. Yeah. So in Super itself as well, we already have a way you can split the fusion earrings without having to be eaten by Boo. You can just wish for it. Yeah. They collected Dragon Balls all the fucking time in Dragon Ball. No one would have had an issue with them having like a mini arc of like two episodes where Vegeta has to run around. Yeah. Getting the Dragon Balls to split himself or yeah. something like it that. It would be such a funny episode. Yeah, because because uh, Super Slice of Life episodes were probably like their best, yeah. honestly, because it gave you such heavy Dragon Ball vibes. They could even have it like we get more Go uh, Goten... Goten and Trunks because they're helping their dads yeah, on Yeah, and like, you have a fun time with that. Yeah. But it's... They add this weird retcon thing, and I guess technically it's not a retcon, but it, it is technically too. Yeah. Because the grand the old the old Kai, he's just like, oh nah, bro. The fusion's not permanent with you two because it's only permanent if if you're you're fusing with a god with the earrings. If it's two mortals, it only lasts like an hour. And it's kinda not a retcon because it doesn't contradict anything said really. But at the same time, it's just like, bro, it's been like over two two, two decades. Yeah. Like, we didn't need that information. That didn't need to be an established thing. You know, I do like that, though. Because now I'm thinking about the long game. It's it's a cool idea. And yes, long game, like, like that can always be a factor. There could be a moment where Vegeta and Goku are now gods. But, but they can only fuse to beat this enemy. But it's like, we haven't seen Vegito since then. Goku and Vegeta don't really like fusing. 
Goku and Vegeta already now have like some really high level godly forms on their own. Yeah. That being Ultra Instinct. And if you read the the manga, Vegeta has this thing called Ultra Ego. Yeah. Which is his own thing. But um, it was just weird. It was just like you didn't need to throw this into like established twenty year old lore. Yeah, that. <laughs> like the way they did it was so like, oh, this. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll just fuse then. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> and then the fusion burnt out because Super Saiyan Blue burnt out too much energy. Uh, so you know it's an establishing of the fusion dance that that happens too. So I'm just like, it kind of makes the fusions more similar than different. It's just a different method. Yeah. <laughs> like now. So I was just like, eh, you're kind of making them too sane, in my opinion. But yeah, like, we talked about how it would be better if they like had differences between them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like um, one of those things where they still like my thought about because I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but I hate the way I love the the future Trunks Goku Black arc and Super. Everyone hates the way that arc ends because it's so dumb. Do you, do you know how that arc ends? You, you told me before, yeah. Yeah, so the whole, like, oh, this and this, and then Trunks makes a spirit bomb spirit. sword yeah. and splits Zamasu in half. I was like, this is stupid. So what I think they could have done <laughs> was, was I don't know if I've said this before, but here's my revised thing because I've been thinking about it for a while. Vegito comes to be, right? We don't we don't have the one-hour time thing. Fuck that. Throw that out the window. We get more Vegito screen time because I think in the anime he only got like seven minutes. Okay. Uh, so let's say we get like an episode, an episode and a half of like Vegito versus Merge Zamasu. They're throwing down, explosions are happening, Vegito's throwing jokes. It's it's fun. It's good times. Zamasu at one point like punishes himself by striking himself with like this crazy lightning, and that's why he gets all mutated near the end mm. because the fusion's unstable. Yeah. So we know Zamasu's fusion is unstable because one of them is a god and one of them's not because it's Goku Black, so it's Goku's body. So we know we can fuck with the fusion, right? So now Vegito is fighting this Zamasu off with that knowledge of like knowing like, oh, maybe I could fuck their fusion up or somehow. Yeah. And so he gets him in a position where he like beats him down so hard it's kind of like forcing the fusion to break down. But let's say, like, Zumasu does the lightning thing again at the same time Vegeta's about to finish him off, and it force f- splits all of them, right? Or, like, maybe Vegeta only splits, and Zumasu's still barely holding on. He's even more, like, mutated. Yeah. So now it's just Goku and Vegeta. They're weak. They can't really do much. Merge Zumasu's like, I got you now. Trunks manages to muster up enough energy. No spirit bomb sword. He did make his broken sword, like an energy sword, by channeling yeah. key. That's fine. It can That's just be cool. its own sword. It doesn't, yeah, need a bomb. it doesn't need to be a spirit bomb sword. And then he comes in and surprises the merge Zamasu when he's off guard. He's all like decaying. He's weaker. Trunks takes advantage of that situation. Yeah. Splits merge Zamasu in half by cutting him clean in half. Zamasu lives because Zamasu is immortal. But that's how they kill Goku Black. Let's yeah. say the fusion splits, but Goku Black dies from that. But now they still have to deal with Zamasu, who's immortal. Goku got this thing. Uh, we call it a plot device called uh, the Zeno button. The Zeno from the main Z- DBZ timeline is kind of cool with Goku. Yeah. So and he's he wants to hang out with Goku. He wants a play playmate. <laughs> and Goku's like, "Well, I got something to do, but I promise I'll bring someone fun for you to hang out with." And that was established earlier in yeah. that arc. So he gives him the button. He's like, "You can press this button anytime you feel like." So Merge Zamasu is just like, "Hey yo, 
what the fuck, cuz? And they already tried to, f to seal him in the evil containment wave during that arc, too. Yeah. So let's say they get Zamasu into the evil containment wave. They put the cork on it. They go back to the <laughs> present day. Call Zeno. And he's like, here's your playmate, bro. <laughs> and it's fucking Zamasu. And Zamasu's immortal. So yeah. the only way Zamasu can die is if Zeno erases him from existence. Yeah. So now he's just stuck with Zeno forever. Yeah. And then Trunks gets his happy timeline. We don't erase Trunks' fucking timeline. Yeah. Which was bullshit. I hated that. I was like, can Trunks be happy? Can yeah. future Trunks be... We gave him a happy ending in Z, and then we said, how about we say fuck that? Yeah. Let him go back with, with future Mai. Be happy. You know, future Bulma's dead, but that's okay. We'll rebuild humanity and trunks him. Finally, just be unfucking bothered. Yeah. For all of time. And I feel like that would tie up loose ends. It would make sense. You wouldn't have to make these giant leaps in logic and power between characters. You wouldn't have to have another... Like, what? Now he, he lives in our, in their timeline, right? He lives in another timeline. Oh, that's right. Where there's a different future Trunks and future Mai. That's right. Instead, of, It would have been... If they were going to do that, they should have just been like... He's like, hey, I'm retiring, though. I'm going to go live with her on the other side of the world. Where you and me theorize is probably fucked up because yeah. they don't go out of their way to save the <laughs> yeah. world. They just deal with what's there. But it's just like... Why did they go through all these, like, hoops and shit to get to that point? Yeah. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. And then, even, like, let's say even if Trunks' timeline got erased somehow, just let future Trunks stay there. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, it'd be fun to come in. It's he like, could oh, be a big main bad. character. Yeah. He could have been in the Tournament of Power. Oh, that would have been so cool. Tien didn't do shit in the Tournament of Power. We could have yeah. replaced Tien with him. Oops. Tien and Yamcha could have stayed home. Tien is one of my favorite characters, but man, like, I would have easily replaced they him. They did Tien so dirty. They could have, Tien could have done so much more. Roshi did more than Tien, bro. Oh, but that, that was needed to happen. <laughs> like, Roshi had, it was due. Roshi was due Roshi's a cool shit. character. Yeah, he's a legacy. But I, I just feel like, damn, Tien get, gets done dirty all yeah. the fucking time. Like, yeah, he got two eliminations. But, like, his second elimination, like, he eliminated himself. Yeah. And by logic of his techniques, he, he could have done it without eliminating himself. I feel like they did Krillin really dirty. <laughs> they did Krillin really dirty, too. I agree. <laughs> but Krillin put in that work. Oh, yeah. But he was... Krillin got, nobody... like, three, four eliminations. But then but then they're just like, wow, you fucked up, Krillin. And it's like, oh. <laughs> Krillin got more eliminations than Tien. Yeah. <laughs> but he still shat on the most. No, I love Krillin. Krillin's one of my favorite characters. Oh, he's so great. I take no Krillin slander. Krillin's yeah. one of the best supporting characters in anime. That man gets beaten and thrown aside all the time and he still pulls up to every fight three characters that no matter what you have to defend krillin kuwabara kakashi oh yeah I'll defend. yeah all k I'll all three k's i'll defend kakashi too the k k k oh <laughs> oh, uh -oh. <laughs> i'll defend them to the ends of the earth i'll, I'll defend pop from dragon quest too shit oh yeah <laughs> My favorite character from Dorara is Makata. We don't defend that. Oh, anyway. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just like him because he goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like Walter White. You're just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not sitting here like, I love Walter White. But, but I'm that's like, a good fucking character. <laughs> you're sitting there like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. No, but we, I take no Krillin slander. Krillin pulled up to every fight knowing he, was, he, was, he wasn't the best one there. He still pulled up, risked his life. 
he deserves the wife and child and family life he got. Yeah. I love Krillin dearly. Krillin's great. He is fantastic. Niggas grow up thinking, you know how people are like, I grew up idolizing Goku, but now I realize I like Vegeta more. Nah. No. No. You need to get that out of your head, too. Yeah. You need to be Krillin, yeah. right? Krillin. <laughs> Krillin is the best. Krillin is the best. Best family life out of any character in Dragon Ball Z is Krillin. Yeah. People would say Vegeta, Vegeta has did drastically redeem himself. I, I do agree with that, especially in Super. But Krillin, bro. That's the dream. Okay. That's so, the fucking dream. Here's how you know Krillin is better with his family. <laughs> is if Krillin was about to fight Boo and know he was going to die, he would hug his daughter be like, I love you, and like fly her to a safe place. And, and be like, judo chop her judo chop her and be in like, Vegeta's take my boy. In Vegeta's defense, <laughs> Trunks' stubborn ass would not just leave. I know. <laughs> but he had, it was Piccolo who took him, right? After no, Vegeta judo chopped him. No, but uh, Trunks would know better to, than to say no to Piccolo. He would argue, but he would listen. No, they didn't know Piccolo well enough. He's, that was before the Goten. He's still scary. <laughs> That's a big scary green man. Yeah, yeah. like I, I know no matter how stubborn I am, if if my dad was like, go with the big scary green man, yeah, and he's like, like seven feet tall, and he's like, come, I'll take you to the guy your dad hates. I'd be like, uh, I, I mean, mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Dragon Ball, Dra logic. <laughs> I just wish it was more logical. The arcs are enjoyable and they're fun. Super's fun for what it is, the but I just wish. You don't need to be that deep. Yeah. Just, just Dragon Ball is deep enough on its own with its simplicity. And uh, like we can dig into some deep Dragon Ball stuff, honestly. Yeah. And the one thing that like I feel like when early on at the beginning of this, when you were talking about like it all, I thought about it and I realized like why it feels like they're trying to over-explain a lot of things is because they never needed to do that. Like it's the, the story has always been like. Hey, these collect these seven things and make a wish. And then the next person's like, I want a wish. I want these things. And Goku's like, you shouldn't have that wish, because that's a bad wish. And it's just that over and over and over. And then and then with like with Z, yeah. it's more so like uh like what Goku says at the end of the boo saga, it's like kinda like all these guys are showing up because of me, so maybe yeah. you shouldn't wish me back and then you know the events of the boo arc happen, so yeah. Goku has to come back. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was like, you know, the sand, Raditz showed up because of me, which led to Vegeta and Nappa showing up, which led to a bunch of us dying, which led to us going to Namek, then Frieza fucking hated the sands, yeah. then he wanted revenge against me, so then he showed up to Earth, then Jiro with the Red Ribbon Army thing, because yeah. he destroyed the Red Ribbon Army back in the day, so then that led to the androids, and then Cell, he was just like, yeah. it always leads back to me. So, like, yeah, there's always deeper things you yeah. can pick out of Dragon Ball from its simple storyline. And I feel with Super, they either explain too much or they explain too little. Well, it's because, at least in Z, there was still, like, the plot of the Dragon Balls. There was always, like, oh, yeah, Vegeta and Nappa are here. But they're kind of like, oh, y'all got Dragon Balls. Yeah, they wanted dra <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vegeta wanted the Dragon Balls. Yeah. And it's like they're like with Frieza. that's the main reason Vegeta pulled up. He was like, yeah. "Oh, they have Dragon Balls." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh I I can get this Saiyan to join me. I can uh, or I can kill all these people, get the Dragon Balls. And then yeah, Vegeta yeah. was like, "I came for the Dragon Balls." That's yeah. the main reason I came to this planet. And um, even Frieza, his whole thing was like, "I'm looking for the Dragon Balls." Yeah, he wanted the Dragon Balls to be immortal too. I feel like there's not really much of that in Super. I mean, 
No, but to be fair, like it doesn't need it doesn't to be. need it. They could have just been like like Battle of Gods is very simple. Beerus woke up, he's this god of destruction that was asleep for like centuries, maybe you know, like a vi not centuries, he was asleep for a long time though. Uh, and he had this vision about a Super Saiyan God, so he goes out looking for him, hears about Goku, da-da-da-da-da, that's how we get Battle of Gods. Revival of F, also, you know, very straightforward, but there's just some weird things in that, like, they have this thing of, like, Frieza's never trained a day in his life. So, all that power he had during the Frieza arc and stuff was just him not being trained. And so, he trains, and that's how he gets Golden Frieza. Problem with that is, he trained for, like, four months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and achieved a level of power from he went from end of Frieza arc <laughs> where a Super Saiyan could beat him to being as strong as Super Saiyan Blue. I will give in four months. That I, makes no fucking sense. I will give it the like his species is very powerful and yeah. he, he was at that power without training. No, I, I agree yeah. with that, but four months is yeah, like, maybe a like lot. a couple years. But, or even if they just made it six months, I would have been okay with six. I, I, I need like <laughs> I need at least a year, bro. I need at least a year. It would have made sense. It needed it needed to be a few years. I get it, but like that's such a drastic leap, Ryan. You have to understand. He went from being weaker to like a first discovered Super Saiyan to being like a fucking advanced god level character when he flew off that makes no fucking sense he flew <laughs> off grabbed the ultra hyperbolic time chamber and was like i'm taking this with me yeah. <laughs> like it was just like that's silly oh. and we have to take that as fact because that's what happened in the movie that's what happened in the manga that's what happened in the anime yep frieza trained for four months and achieved golden frieza he still had a weakness. He went to he went to go fight them as soon as he gained the form. So he couldn't maintain it, but it was still only four months. I had this thought vision in my head of Frieza like I'm going to work out and train. He picks up like eight pound weights and is just doing this. He's like the eh, whole time, eh, 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 and it just goes golden. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, nigga, that don't make sense. When's Cell coming back? I hope never. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. It. Don't bring Cell back. Like I'm, I was still fully against bringing Frieza. Both times Frieza came back. When Revival of first got announced, I feel like people were more hyped about that because that was coming off of like Battle of Gods, which yeah. is really fucking cool. But besides like the cool action scenes in the movie, uh, Revival of F is a whatever arc. Yeah. Especially it's fucking trash and super. It's such a bad arc. Uh, I'm glad they just got it out of the way so we get to new material. But it was just like, really? Like, and then when they were going to bring him back in the Tournament of Power, I was like, dude, just let this man stay dead. I do appreciate him in the Tournament of Power, though. Yeah, and he, I do appreciate the fact that he's not a good... People are like, oh, and then they're going to make Frieza good. Frieza is not a good guy. Frieza is still, to this day, I not would, a good guy. I remember early on in the podcast, I would constantly make those jokes. The day they but, do that is the day I, I like lose faith. I'm like, look, man. No. Nah. I've watched Dragon Ball through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I still appreciate Dragon Ball for what it is. If they make Frieza a good guy, bro, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I'm done. <laughs> Frieza is like... Cell is my favorite villain in Dragon Ball, but Frieza, I think, is by far like one of the best just because just he's fucking evil. Yeah. Just because he's like... Like, Cell is this android being made of all these cells made by Jiro. Like, he was born to hate Goku in the Sands, and he has this ego about him. Boo 
was like what from being like this established like magical creature of evil to being like evil incarnate itself since like olden days of time. Yeah. This is Frieza was born. He's just like I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna. I want to be a pirate. And you know his parents. Or his dad, at least. Uh, Frieza says parents plural sometimes in Z, and I'm just like, oh, so how do they how do they fuck? Uh, but you know, his dad was a bad guy too. But I'm just like, Frieza is just so fucking evil. Like when you look at King Cold, it he even shows up and dies. Yeah, and it, <laughs> when you look at King Cold's personality for the short time we had him, and cooler from the movies even, like those guys are bad guys. Those are some nefarious <laughs> niggas. But no one is as just like cold bloodedly. Fiendish as Frieza. Frieza's just such a fucking like piece of shit. Just for the sake of it. Like even with Dio, Dio had like a backstory of like, oh yeah, this and you know, his dad was this mean alcoholic and it led his mom to an early grave, and there's some other like book material that is considered canon on canon, however you feel. Yeah. That explain more of Dio's backstory and his philosophy of things. So you under you you get an idea of Dio and why he kind of ended up with the personality he has. Still evil, not defending him, but you get it. Freeze is just fucking evil. Showed up to when he first was gonna take over Boston around the sands. He was like, "Hello, monkeys!" Just like he fucking gave no fucks. <laughs> like that man is evil. <laughs> so the day they are just like, "Nah, he's a good guy now." Fuck all that. It's just not within his nature. You never don't don't ever do that. The only reason he joined the tournament of power because he's like, I'll join if you promise to bring me back to life if we win. Yeah. And Goku was like, Nah, bro, we can't do that. And if we lose, our universe will get erased. He's like, Well, I'm either up on this tree for all eternity, or I just don't exist. So it'll make no difference to me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He had a point. He's like, Freeza's like, Give a fuck. Make no fucking difference to me. What we do. But you can cut me out of the street and give us a better shit. <laughs> I was like, that's a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's And like, even in the revival of FRC when he did the four months of training, there were still like established Frieza things that made sense. Like Frieza can't sense power levels. Oh, so that's kind of was brought up and it was brought up again in Revival of F that he can't sense power levels. That explains the scouters. Yeah, that's, like, that's that's why because Vegeta couldn't sense power levels until after the Sand Arc. Yeah. And like he kind of like inherently develop that skill after encountering Goku and all of them. It seems like it is like an earthly trait. Like to be able to sense key and stuff or yeah. just like certain species because even in other universes people can sense power levels but Frieza can't sense power levels. Like he can't sense energy. So it's just like you trained for four months and got like a god level form but you still can't sense key. I feel like you should have just naturally developed that skill at that point. Maybe like that's it's just weird. All right, so Frieza species theory. So, key in Dragon Ball, it seems to be able to flow from one form of life to another. Like especially with stuff like the spirit bomb, you can transfer your spirit. Well, energy. well, that's a little different. The I, spirit bomb's a little different. Okay. There's there's um because it's kind of a weirdly translate. I'll continue. I'll, I'll tell you about yeah. the spirit bomb. It's a weirdly translate. I thing. feel like key in that world is very universal. Mm-hmm. Maybe Frieza species doesn't necessarily have key. See, if they added that as an additional thing to Frieza's race suddenly in Super, I'd be fine with that. Cause it, it because that's explain just because we, we know so little about that species. Yeah. Like, it's not even named. So it's just like, that'd be cool. That'd be like, oh, his species just can't do it. 
Yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with the, that. They just have raw power. They're just raw power. They evolve in these weird, unique ways. Because Cooler had a different form in the movies above yeah. the fourth form, and that was cool. And Freeze has it. So they just they just can like these weird lizard-like beings of power that are cold-blooded as fuck that have these weird mutations, but they can't sense energy. I'd be fine with that. That'd be a cool little established concept. Yeah. Like we know a good bit about Namekian lore, like their culture. Like, uh, in Super, we find out that the reason why Namekians had Dragon Balls is because they broke off a piece of Super Dragon Balls and they made their own Dragon Balls. The Super Dragon Balls are your original Dragon Balls. Yeah. Um, we know that they can combine together. It's like a different form of fusion where, like, you gain all the memories and knowledge of a person you absorb. And, but, like, the stronger person keeps the body and stuff like that. It's really cool, like, unique yeah. concepts like that. We don't know anything about the Freezer race. Yeah. But, um... What I was going to say about with the spirit bomb, it's a weird translated move because the move in Japanese is called the Genki Dama. So Genki and Ki are two different things, yeah. essentially. I didn't know it was called that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like Genki is kind of like health energy or stuff like that. So it's it's like a different form of energy, which is why when people say shit like, well, in the Tournament of Power when Android 17 and 18 were giving Goku energy for the spirit bomb, why couldn't it just be like an infinite energy spirit bomb because they have infinite energy because it's not key they're giving it's genki they're giving yeah. it's more of like a life force kind of thing. yeah that's that's why they couldn't just give him infinite energy they can't give someone infinite life force yeah like so yeah so it, it's it's like a it's a weird different concept that's why because a lot of people theorize like well is it possible because in some games cell can use the spirit bomb but would Cell actually be able to use the spirit bomb? Could he collect Genki to make a spirit bomb? Hmm. Would it be like a negative energies kind of thing, spirit That's bomb? interesting. Like, they're weird concepts. Because in the anime and the manga, he never did it. But in some games, like I know in Xenoverse 2 as well, he can use the spirit bomb. Do you think it would be like, you know how like with the spirit bomb, you kind of, it's it's kind of consensual spirit energy? So like, yeah, yeah. like if someone was willing to give him, yeah. maybe. And then the cells would just be like, he just takes the life around him. Like if he was in a field of flowers, oh, he like just a like circle. forcefully drains the, maybe. That would be interesting. Cause there's enough life on earth to where he could, if See, they did if that. If they were to bring cell back, then that it would, would have cool. to involve a concept like that. Because that's really cool. Of him <laughs> just like draining, forcefully draining life. And that would be interesting because in the because the anime is not currently airing but in the manga the arc before this the moro arc vegeta learned a technique from the yard rats the people that taught goku instant transmission mm -hmm. vegeta learned a technique from them because they know a bunch of stuff yeah but goku only trained learning long enough to learn instant transmission uh but they can like shrink their body size down they can do a bunch of shit vegeta learned a move from them called force spirit vision so it essentially can like forcefully remove energy from people or stuff like that. It's it's deeper, more deeply explained than that. But essentially, it was a good counter to Moro because Moro was like a mage and magic yeah. super fucking hacks in Dragon Ball. Um, it's a different thing from Ki as well too. Like magic is very separate. But Moro would like eat planets. Like he would eat the energy from planets and like the planet would die. And that's how you get stronger. So over the, when Vegeta shows up after training and learning that technique, as he's hitting Moro, He's forcing that energy he's eaten from other planets out of him. That's cool. And it makes like this giant ball of energy that kind of looks like a spirit bomb. And Vegeta like disperses it back to where it came from. 
<laughs> fucking redemption arc. Like it's, my man went from killing planets to bringing their life. No, back. and it's cool. I, like I said, people are like, "Oh, it fucked up Vegeta's character in Super." No, Vegeta's character develops so much in oh, Super. That's so cool. Because at the start of the moral arc, they go to New Namek because they they find out Moro's on that planet currently. He's yeah. an escape prisoner from the Galactic Patrol. Uh, and they get there, and Vegeta's just like. Do you think they're still mad at me? Like, he remembered, because yeah. he slaughtered a whole fucking village on Namek back in the Freeze Arc. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He's like, do you think they'll... Like, like he actually feels bad for actions. Like, like he's a redeemed character, and he feels bad about that. That's kind of why I really always enjoyed Piccolo and Vegeta's dynamic, because there was that part of Piccolo. It was just like, fuck Oh, yeah, Piccolo you. used to be a bad guy. Piccolo used to be a piece of shit. But also, like, he he fused with... Uh, what's his name? He fused with Nail. Nail, yeah. Vegeta was the one who fucked him up. Yeah. No, Frieza fucked <laughs> oh, him up. Oh, Frieza now. fucked him up. But, yeah. But Nail saw what Frieza, what Vegeta did. Nail, Nail knew about it. Yeah. I think they knew about, like, Vegeta slaughtering a village to get a that. Dragon Ball. Because I think Vegeta even boasted about how he got one. Oh, wait, no. It was, uh, I was trying to remember. I knew someone was there when Vegeta slaughtered the village. And he, the infamous scene of him with the Dragon Ball under the hand and he blasts the Namekian. Mm -hmm. It was, um, Dende was there. No, that was no. different. That was different too. Because Gohan there. and Krillin, Gohan and Krillin rescued Dende from somewhere else. Someone was there. I remember there was. But yeah, like like unless it was just us, the audience. Like he he feel he felt remorse for it. Yeah. He felt bad about it. And then like the thing that makes Vegeta and Piccolo's redemption arcs different is like Vegeta spans all of Z for one, and uh, Piccolo. You could argue that Piccolo like literally reincarnated into a new person. Because yeah. Piccolo, the Piccolo we know in Z is technically like the child of Demon King Piccolo, but at the same time he's Demon King Piccolo's reincarnation. And then when he fuses Kami, he, he goes kinda... back to being the true Namek. Yeah. But like he's technically both like King Piccolo's reincarnation and son. Yeah. Like when before King Piccolo dies after Goku like puts a hole in his chest, it's it's wild. He like thing. spits up an egg made of his own yeah. essence, and that hatches. The Piccolo we know. Yeah. So he's technically both things. Because he enters the tournament and he calls himself Demon Jr. Yeah, and doesn't uh, Kami come from... He comes from... the That Piccolo? Yeah, that was the... Demon King Piccolo is the evil Kami expelled before yeah. he was allowed to become God of Earth. Yeah. Which is why if Piccolo dies, Kami would die and vice versa. Yeah. That's... That... The and that's why, Go, that's why Goku didn't kill Piccolo at the end of Dragon Ball at the yeah. tournament. Because he knew Kami would die. Yeah. And then the the Dragon Balls would disappear as well. But he recently had just trained with Kami too. Yeah. So he like was attached to him. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm not going to kill him because you'll die. That's God. not fair. Fuck. I, and that's I, before I, it was even established that they were Namekians. That was just Piccolo and Kami's lore. That's why it's like, I feel like because it started from Dragon Ball especially, I feel like Namekian lore has been hashed out so fucking Yeah, well. no, Nime Namekian lore is cool, bro. I really liked the Namekians. I just wish they, like, got more shine. Piccolo needed more shine in the tournament. Like, him and Goku did the, or Gohan did the tag team fight against the two Universe 6 Namekians. Because in the anime, the Universe 6 Namekians are, like, the last two people for Universe 6. That's right. And you find out before they left they had feud the two that entered had fused with, with all, all the other warriors on their universe's planet namek and that's why they were so strong because they had all this power and wisdom from those namekians and piccolo could feel it oozing off of them because it was like you know like his people like the his home so he was kind of like conflicted in that fight a little bit i just wish they had more detail to it 
But it was cool. Like, I, I really like Piccolo as a character. I really like Namekian lore. I just wish uh, they got more... I, I wish the Namekians would get more love yeah. in the Dragon Ball world. They're cool guys. They're interesting. <sighs> Stretchy orbs. I, mm. I, I just love well-written characters. Yeah. Like... Like my man in Nosuke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's 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 pulling his weight. He I, he pulled his weight this arc. <laughs> I like when they were when uh when you played the opening, you were like detective in, in Nosuke. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first one to be like, I hear something. What's going on? That's why I so I enjoyed him in the first season of Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. and then in Mugen Train, he fucking shone like a light. Oh yeah, he, on that he had he had a, he had some big moments. He he wanted to stop Tanjiro from killing himself. He wanted to take down this god because <laughs> <laughs> he felt that this god was not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's a train, but whatever. But um, and then when it was all fleshy, he's like, I told you it was alive. <laughs> It worked, too, because it was both the kids who thought it was a god. Because mm. Tan- when Nanosuke said, oh, this is a god, Tanjiro was like, oh, well, maybe it's the god of this. And fucking Zenitsu's like, you fucking bumpkin-ass motherfucker. It's a fucking train, you stupid-ass fuck. But this arc made me really happy with all three boys. Yeah, they, they all had moments. It, it was good. I love how most of Tanjiro's moments was, like, he first fought Daki, almost won, lost, and just kind of, like, shat on himself for more than half of the arc. <laughs> Damn, cool. it, it I'm no good. It paved way for everyone else to do stuff. And yeah. I like when sometimes animes do that because I love and many they, characters. And then but... they finally saw Zenetsu in action because before that, they had never seen him like that. Zenetsu do anything. Yeah. All the times when he's asleep and he has his epic moments and no one else is there to see him. Yeah. And Inosuke was like, damn, you should just stay the fuck asleep. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it was... All, all those, those, both those kids, especially Zenitsu and Inosuke, really like pumped my love for them, and I just yeah. want to see them do good things. <laughs> I will say, uh, I, it's it's good that they got a lot of uh, a time in this art because I will say, not spoiling much, they are not very much involved in the next art. I've heard that, like, like at all. it's mainly like a, a, a Tanjiro, Nezuko kind of, and some other people. Yeah. But 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 from our main boys, it's 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 just Tanjiro. Tanjiro has to go do something specific. I heard that because I was on Reddit, um, and someone was just like, "I'm really excited for the next uh, for the next arc," but seeing Inosuke and Zenitsu, I'm sure it makes me sure gonna miss them. And someone was like, "What?" Why? Why would you spoil this ball? And they're like, no, no, no. They're okay. They're okay. They're, they're just, just not. They're, they're just, just not involved. There. Yeah, they're, but it's they're like, not involved with this arc. It was terrible timing. Yeah, the was way you said that. that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was like at the, bro. It was at the end of the previous episode. Also, so. they didn't know who lived and who died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It made me feel better though reading the next part because I was gonna be like, at first I thought I was like, wait, what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. No, the next the next arc's really good. It's I'm excited. Really good. And we get to see two more pillars. You get to see the Miss Pillar and the Love Pillar. Miss Love. <laughs> so that's always fun. And then yeah, so no, this is a, the Entertainment District arc is is my favorite arc so, so far. Same. I, I still have to finish up um, the Sword Smith Village arc, which is the next one coming. But uh, so far, Entertainment District is is definitely a banger for me. Out. 
I like that shit. I like Tengen. Good He's on him. Cool. Also, spoilers, because uh, we're going to be talking about that episode if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Tengen retired. <laughs> yeah. I like. I figured my, my whole thing was like either one of the... I, I had a feeling he was going to live. But I was like either the wife with the ponytail because we got a lot of her backstory and she was like... Oh, when we're, she said like when we're when we finally kill an upper rank, we'll retire, and if not all of us make it out, no hard feelings. Mm. So I was like, oh, she's gonna die, and he's not gonna retire because he's like, no, like he's gonna have the wise retire. They're like, no, you get a happy moment. Everyone lives. Yeah. Everyone and, lives. And the whole crew lived. Tengen and his wives lived. Tanjiro and the boys and Nezuko lived. Yeah. So, it was nice. Everyone you're, made it out this you're time. Just, you just sit there like, oh my god. Because honestly, the this differences between like the, this happy ending, but the whole arc is stressful as shit, mm-hmm. versus Mugen Train, where you just has a lot kinda, of hope, and then right at the end. Yeah. You're just like, the Mugen Train, the whole time, you're like, these kids got it. These kids can handle an upper rank, and then an upper rank shows up, and you're like, oh no. And, and crazy, to be fair, the only person that died was Rengoku. Yeah. No one on that train died. Yeah. <laughs> like, the demons kind of took a L on that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> Muzum was like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was mad as hell. Like, I, I I love it, too, because, like, he showed up at the beginning of this arc, too. Uh, Homeboy shows up to Muzan and he's like, yeah, I killed a Hashira. And he's like, yeah, just a Hashira. Like, yeah. you guys have been killing Hashira for centuries. Like, like I give a fuck about that. What about... <laughs> The other kid. The kid I told you to kill. The fuckers on the train. You killed no... You you guys got no bodies? I I said, I said, hey, there's this kid with earrings. Go kill him. And you come back saying, I killed a Hashira. And I'm like, but you let the kid live? Yeah, he was... was (laughs) Muzan don't take no shit. Oh my god, I love it. I wonder how that fight's gonna end up when they finally get to that. Cause like God, his presence alone just, and you can't escape him. Like yeah. if you have like demon his blood in you, which makes me worried, worried. for Nezuko. Yeah, I am terrified. Why is he just leaving Nezuko around? He must have something in store for her, especially from what we saw in the entertainment district. The only thing because I... it makes it the way like the demons yeah. are set up, like how he calls them, and they, they. It's not like oh yeah, I'm on my way. It's just like if he calls them. They show up in that fucking space. Um, like, they're just there, and you cannot escape. I have, so it's just like, why is Nezuko? I have two theories. Either one, he's got some ultimate evil thing planned for her, but in this arc, he does pet, do- pet Doki, saying, like, the second demon broke away from me. At first, since uh, Homegirl. Yeah, because, yeah. oh yeah, Homegirl did break away, too. So, so I'm like, I'm wondering, like, how that is. Do you think it's if they never have eaten a human, they're not... Connect, fully connected to him yet. Oh, maybe that's the full link they actually have to kill. Or maybe there's something involved in bloodlines and maybe their dad and oh, whoever is related yeah, to because, Homegirl. Yeah, because he, he hates those earrings because it reminded him of some dude, which clearly seems to be like Tanjiro's father, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Same with fucking Ponytail. If it's not, I'll be like, it's fucking back in time Josuke all over again. Oh, God. <laughs> the Hanafuda earrings. Just, just a thing. Just had a feeling. Someone's got to talk shit on Tondro's earrings and be like, what'd you say about my earrings? <laughs> Turns them into a book. <laughs> Send that nigga to the library. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, but yeah, so, so there's still questions, but um, 
after the Swordsmith Village arc, there's only like two more arcs. Yeah. So I do want to. Yeah, the Entertainment District arc also it's it's halfway through the series pretty much. Yeah. So um, I'm interested. So once I get back into reading, I wanna I wanna find those out. I wanna hopefully those questions will get answered. If, if also you... Nezuko's like, I can transform and be stronger. She pretty much pulled a Gon from Hunter Hunter. If <laughs> you guys don't know about that, uh. Very different, but still kind of like the same kind of energy of just like, oh man, this this kid with so much potential shifted themselves into an adult with a massive amount of energy. Yeah. There's differences though. Like we don't know the specifics to Nezuko's. Yeah. Uh, with Hunter Hunter, that was like a trade-off kind of thing because that's what Nen does, and that's such a critical moment in Hunter. But it, everyone was like, gave off the same energy. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh fuck, you know you fucked when the main character just ages up like ten years. And like <laughs> the thing too that I was talking about um, to Marilyn too is um, when we first see Nezuko, like she's older than she looks when she's demon. Like she definitely, she looked a little bigger, yeah. Yeah. So when she's a demon, she's like she beautifies herself a lot more because it's also adorable. Maybe it's like a shape shifting thing because Muza takes different forms. Yeah, I think he could be like Michael Jackson. He can be the he kid. He could be a woman. He could be the kid. <laughs> he just morphs into his own family. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All I wanted was a family. Don't give this nigga a backstory. Oh my god! <laughs> if he starts fun. crying and it was just like I was nobody. And then, then Tanjiro starts. I'd be like, if y'all don't kill this nigga, <laughs> I, I hope. I hope the moment is he's just like Tanjiro. Let me tell you my backstory. Tanjiro's like, I've had enough. enough. <laughs> and, like his decapitated head is sitting there, and he just puts the sword on his forehead and pushes it down. No, I've heard um, the ending leaves people feeling very mixed. So mm. I'm curious on what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always get curious when people when people have mixed feelings about an ending. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, because that means it's either really good or really bad, but everybody loves or hates it. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for people to hit uh, the anime onlys to finish Attack on Titan because, man, when that manga ended... I remember people were like... There are a lot really of hyped. people not fucking happy with it. There were a lot of people... I was very indifferent. I was like, eh. But also for me, I was thinking, I'm like, at that point it was like, regardless of what he did, there was no way people were going to be satisfied with the ending of that. Sh that it was just too much sad? It just, no, it's, no. Just too much? When you watch it and you get to that point, you, you'll get what I mean. Because I feel like you'll think of it the same way as me. You won't be like mad about it. You'll be like, like, what could he have done at this point? Yeah. To satisfy you. <laughs> like as an like with all the shit that happens especially once we're like the point they're hitting now where like pretty much everything's like open and revealed mm. and we've reached this climax of episodes it's like there there's no way to end that show and make everyone happy bro like as as readers yeah. and viewers like there's like it's it, it's such a hard thing to stick the landing on you know yeah. Uh, and I get why people were mad about it, especially because you invested so much time into it. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't see... Like, I, I'm sure he could have done it better, but I... It was a story to tell. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, is it a great ending? No. People are like, it ruined the whole... Sh this whole series. I disagree. I disagree. You have to make an awful fucking ending 
to ruin an entire series, in my opinion. I um, am excited for you to get to the Supernatural finale one day because I really want to see your thoughts on it. Because I personally... Fucking trap! No. <laughs> I personally, knowing that it happened during COVID, um, they couldn't do a couple things that they wanted to do. Mm. So I keep that in mind, knowing what they were going to do, being like, okay, substituting that for this that happened, yes, the other thing would have been better. But they couldn't do that. So get the fuck over it, you know? I've come to thinking about it every now and then at this point. I've come to an understanding with a particular ending that I just fucking absolutely hate. Uh, how I Met Your Mother. Oh my God. Let me let me tell you something. Let yes, me tell please. You something. Can we? Oh my God, did this turn into How I Met Your Mother? Because <laughs> I'm down. What I just want to say about that, I still hate that ending. I still hate it. I fucking hate it. But I will argue this. I get what they were trying to do because, you know, it's supposed to be Robin all along at yeah, the end of the, the day. It's, the story I, starts with Robin. I get it. I get it. The thing that fucking hurts because of that, you did a whole season, which was Robin and Barney's thing up until the wedding. A whole season. The whole last season, minus like the last two episodes, was that. And then you're like, yeah, fuck that. The wife dies. They get a divorce. And, like, like yeah. that's was... what, if you hadn't done that, if the wedding thing hadn't been, like, the whole fucking season, I feel like people would have, have reacted so negatively yeah. as they did. That's the problem. It's like, you built up an entire season of this and then gave us two episodes to say, fuck everything you just watched. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that the mother dies is makes your rewatch of how i met your mother better because you catch things mm -hmm. and like like some things are jokes that make you when you laughed the first time the second time you're like oh like when they're smoking weed at the reunion and it's like where's my wife you're like oh, oh. shit <laughs> and um but it especially makes the um i wish i could have those extra 70 days moment mm -hmm. except for you're like oh he wants to meet her already we're almost there but the second time you're just like Fuck, he just wants more time with her. Yeah. And it, it like, it makes it, your rewatch, like, no matter it, how you feel about the ending, you should always rewatch it after yeah, that no. because it makes it a better show. Like, like, I get it, but I feel Fuck, like the, I feel like the combination of things yeah. was better. Like, had season nine been built differently? Yeah. I feel like that ending would have went over better. There's so many episodes in the whole but marriage aspect that could have been. Well, I know, but there's so many episodes <laughs> that they could have taken out. Like we could have taken out the whole episode of Barney, the reception with Barney and the laser tag thing, mm -hmm. and Ted learning the piano, but it wasn't really piano. He was ice skating. We could have done without that episode. We could have done. We could have done. Eat, I I still think this would have been like, like, ugh, ugh, really. They even could have done like the first half just be the whole wedding thing. Yeah. And like, and then have the second half, half be like like an epilogue thing, kind of like what happens to them after. Yeah, just so we get like a good section of there episodes. Was, there was a lot of storylines going on in those last two episodes, but enough to where if we spread them out over like mm -hmm. ten to twelve episodes, it would have worked. The problem with it is, is just like it's so sudden. Yeah, like you get this whole season of like these fun wedding shenanigans, and it's fun. It's a fun season. You're happy for everyone. Robin and Ted get this episode where they're truly just like, yeah, we're good. And Ted's like, and Ted is like truly like, yeah, we're good. They even do the thing of Robin flying away in the yeah. sky. And you're just like, finally. finally. And then he meets the girl and you're like, yes, everything is wrapping up nicely. Next episode, 
time skip, Robin and Barney get a divorce. What? What? It just feels like your time is wasted. The, uh, one <laughs> thing that I will say is in rewatching it throughout, especially the wedding arc, you see how bad they are for each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 I can agree with that. There's cute moments like of Barney being like, I'm not going to lie to you anymore. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, bro, you, in this very season alone, you've lied to her like six times. I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. But it's also one of those things where, um, what was I going to say? Where, um, not all relationships are perfect. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Ideally. So I, I, I was fine with living with that because it's just like, yeah, they're not, they're going to have issues, but what couple doesn't have issues? It would have also been nice to, like, like think of, like, uh, Marshall and Lily. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they stay together, like, damn near the whole show. The, they stay together damn near the whole show, but. In the second season and the final season, they have their two biggest fights. Fights, yeah. But, like, they, they still manage to bring it home, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, that's reflective of life. Like, like, yeah, no matter what the relationship looks like, like, Marshall and Lily had, like, this ideal relationship in terms yeah. of, like, looking at the story. Yeah. They still had several issues. You oh, know? yeah. And, but they still made it work, and that's what was beautiful about it. So... Like, I could have seen that being, like, a Robin and Barney thing in their own kind of way. And then Ted going through all the ups and downs and all his things. He finally gets his girl. Yeah. Just let him have the happily... I would have been perfectly fine <laughs> if How I Met Your Mother ended with him meeting the girl at the... What was it? The bus or the train? The train station. And it just fucking ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that would have been so great. And it's like, and that's how I met your mother. And it'd been like... Oh, so... And then they added those two fucking episodes. <laughs> and there's alternative endings. Yeah, there's made. one where she lives and... That one should have just been the one. Yeah. And there's also, actually, the, a deleted scene of her funeral, but it was so hard to watch they cut it. Why would you do that? Dude, I'm like, even, the, even the actress they had playing the, the mother is just so fucking likable. Oh, I forget her so, name. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but she's, she's the, she was like so perfect for that the, role. The moment she jumps in the role and she like order after we see her boots walking and then she orders a train ticket, I was just like, oh, oh, top ten character easily. Yeah. Like one line in, yeah. I was like easily like, top ten. She was 10. so perfect for that shit. That show was so good. Yeah, I, I if I'm not Ted Mosby, but I fell in love with her when she picked up Marshall and she was wearing the driving gloves, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, oh, I can't wait for you to meet a Mr. Ted Mosby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people are also always like, well, Ted, Ted's piece of shit. Just like, oh, he, everyone in that everyone. show is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, Except the mother. <laughs> even, yeah, she's the best character. Like, even Marshall, the character who, out of the main group, is I love easily Marshall. the best character. He's Marsh done some shit. Shitty yeah, things. Marshall's done some shitty things. Lily is damn near fucking crazy. Oh yeah, a uh, Barney. We don't need to talk about Barney. Robin. Oh. <laughs> I have Which a love hate with Robin. Robin and Barney, I thought were perfect for each yeah. other. Yeah, because of all of that, and it's just like, yeah, you two belong together. Also, Ted and Robin are so fucking different. Yeah, it's like so far detached from like, oh, opposites attract. They're literally different people. But it's real. Like Ted. Ted wants to do this. Robin wants to, it. It's real. It's real. But it's like, it's so different. It's just like, it's not even like an opposites attract thing. Dude. Yeah. It's just like, you two are not compatible. Um, and also, 
Ted gets his, his girl, even though she passes away, but he still has his kids. Robin divorces Barney, and Robin's just alone through those years until, yeah. like, Ted just comes with the horn. And then, just like, well, that fucking sucks for Robin. Robin just was alone? Yeah. Fuck you guys. Well, here's my whole, my whole personal theory. It doesn't make me... Th- I'm not saying this is, like, me, like, oh, this is what I say to myself to feel better about the show. This is just something, like, information that I've gathered that makes me feel like this is the case. Mm-hmm. Throughout How I Met Your Mother, the concept of the one yes. is always tossed around. Mm-hmm. And the whole show, we are led to believe that we are waiting for Ted's the one. The one is a thing. Marshall has the one. Mm-hmm. Barney is never going to have the one. And that's okay. We'll get there, though. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. No, you're excused, motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but then we meet Tracy. And she was going to get married to the one. Mm-hmm. And he died. Mm-hmm. And it starts to throw us this whole thing where it's like, yes, everybody has the one, but nobody has the one. Mm-hmm. And Tracy didn't feel that way until she got proposed to by the other guy. Yeah. Who didn't like all her quirkiness. Who didn't wasn't appreciative of her, but did love her. She could have spent her life with him and was happy, but in her heart, she felt that Max was the one. But as soon as she asked Max if it was okay and the wind blew and we're like, oh, he said it's okay. She realized there's no such thing as the one. So why waste it with someone who Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm not necessarily happy with this guy. If there is no the one for me, even though there is the one. It's like a weird, like, there is a one, no, no, but there I, isn't. I, I, get what you're, I, get, and, I get exactly what you're talking about. And the, the sad thing, the saddest thing about this show is the ones will change, but they're never always at the same time. Uh-huh. Ted and Victoria had back and forth of that. That's why their relationship was so fun. Ted's the one was always going to be Tracy, but it was also always Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin's the one was Ted, but she wasn't ready for that. So mm. her one was Barney until she became mm. ready. I, I, Barney's the one was always his daughter. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. It, he, he, he changed. Yeah. And see, that's another issue I have because that's such a cool character shift for yeah. him because he, that's ne- something he's never experienced. But they just force all that into two episodes. Yeah. So it's just like, ugh, that's the issue. The issue is the, the timing, the writing, the way they handled it. They could have wrote something like that, and it could have been beautiful and very well thought out. Yeah. It's just the fact that they were like, we're going to do this whole season. It's going to be this cool wedding thing, and we're going to do this ending where everyone gets a happy ending. Psych! Uh, <laughs> like, like, when they could have done that Yeah. With the, if they had the timing, you know? It's uh, another thing that they do, too, is the whole love at first sight thing, where it's like, first time Ted and uh, Robin light, lock eyes. The first time, like, we see it so many times, Lily knocking on Marshall's door, and they open the doors, and they both look at each other. Yeah. Like, we get this whole love at first sight thing, that when we get Barney's with his daughter, it's like this whole, like, constant, like, three minutes of barrage about how he doesn't want kids. He walks in, looks at her, and he was like, oh, this this is it for me. Like, that changed I feel him. Like it would have been better if we had like a minute of or two of silence of him like really because it was just he walked in picked up his daughter and was it, like i love this thing and they did it because they didn't have fucking time they had yeah. two episodes so it would have been great to have like a whole two minutes of him sitting there like at first like what am i supposed to do with this thing uh, it, uh she kind of stinks well she's kind of cute 
Oh, well. Oh shit. Oh shit, this is the one I love. This is the one thing I will oh. ever love in this life. I would have been like, fuck, that's, that's sad, but good. Yeah. It was, they just didn't handle that in. Yeah, not at all. That, that's, like, like I said, I've had more time to think about it, so I get what they were trying to do. They just handled it so poorly. Um, to, I, and it's kind of like, maybe they did it for the sake of just having like a twist at the end, but it, it was bad, bro. It was something that you they had planned this... from the beginning. So it's like, it, that fact makes it even like, Like you had more. time to build that up and this is how you decided to go with it? <laughs> like, dude, it's you like, had all, they, yeah, because I know they filmed a lot of the kid scenes yeah. way in advance so the kids didn't age up. Yeah. And it's just like, you had all this planning and all this time. And this is how you decided to do um, That show is still fantastic. Though. It's fantastic. Like, that show's ending does not ruin the show as a whole for me still. I hate that fucking ending. I dislike but I it. I still adore that show. The more I watch the ending, the less you become numb to the bad qualities and you start to appreciate things. Like, I do think both the episode Daisy in mm. season nine and also the entire plotline of Billy Zapka are some fantastic additions to the show mm -hmm. and but that had to grow on me over time yeah yeah. like yeah. billy zapka fucking kills it like he fucking kills it in season nine he is the best <laughs> part of that season but it's like damn all five of the main characters weren't the best part yeah yeah like they they could it could have been built so much better it really could have yeah, no, because season nine, I think it was the the, the, the setup and the ideal and the spectacle of it that yeah. made it really fun and not as much as, more so as the characters. The season eight finale, when it's playing Simple Song as everyone's getting ready for the finale, Marshall's getting dropped off at, his, at the airport by his brother and he's like, are you ready, uh, Judge? And you're just like, oh, we fucking took the job. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And then that's when you first see Tracy's boots throughout the whole thing, mm -hmm. slowly walking. That whole moment has more emotion and stress and fear and excitement and love and just power than the entirety of season nine. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Season eight and season four's finales. I, are I my feel two like favorite. season nine is just a fun season. Yeah. Which I would have been fine with. It they earned it. Yeah. They earned themselves some fun. And it would have been perfect if Ted went to the train station met the girl and the show just fucking ended right there like, it was great like they they did the wedding thing rob and barney were dancing ted was like i gotta go i gotta go do this and everyone was happy yeah everyone was good and he met the girl and they're just like okay they're gonna love this part <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's for as many good things they had bad things like yes we got boys to men singing the you just got slapped song so, yes, we yes. got that. But we got it in the episode of Marshall training for his final slap, which is not a good episode. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bro, um. That was still epic. I'm going to tell you a little bit. I've only seen two episodes of it. Oh, How I Met Your Father? Marilyn I still have not watched. Marilyn, because it is one of her favorite shows, she is going to give Father a season's worth of chance. She is stronger than me. I think I can do that too. I might do I'm, it, but okay. that's also because I'm more of a critic for stuff. Yeah. Oh my, I I, I need to, I think I just need time in between my segments because I watched the first two and I was like, 
I'm not vibing. <laughs> I was, oh, no. Oh, I was, Marilyn is pushing it. She, okay, spoiler alert. Josh Peck is Hillary Duff's first major love interest. Oh, he should be the one. I love Josh Peck. I'm going to tell you right now. The first episode tells you this. Josh Peck won't be the father. Okay. Um, One in four people will be the father. Oh, they, they already give you candidates? Yep. Oh, uh, that just ruins the fun. You meet the father first episode. Because at the end of the episode, the future Hillary Duff is like, by the way, it's flipped. We are not uh, Bob Saget telling the kids. We are the son on like a hologram FaceTime talking to the mother as she tells it. Which I don't like because they give him a voice. Oh, oh. So it like, would have been better if he was just quiet. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, it works as Bob Saget because we're the ones telling the story. We don't know the R. story. R. Bob Saget. But if we're here, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. But if we're hearing the story, I would love it if it's like make a sound. It's like up, up, up. Don't interrupt. I'm telling you the story. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of it's uncanny that I'm hearing a voice as if I'm the one responding rather than me telling the story but learning the story. I don't know. It's weird, even though it's the same. But they tell you. At the end of the episode, she's like, yeah, and that was the day I met your father. And it's like, but you guys didn't even get together. And she's like, oh, no, no. we'll get so, there. So they already gave you candidates. And I'll tell you one thing. It's clearly not the obvious one. Of, well, of course. Yeah. 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 You're going to watch it and you'll be like, that's the couple I'm going to be rooting for. That's not the father. And it's it's kind of like, like a play out, like how they... It's a red herring. Yeah. This is like... Come on, man. There's that just ruins the fun of it. The, the fun of the show is like just watching him live his life too. Like yeah. that's another aspect of yeah. how I met your mother. It's not just all about like oh, who's the mom. Yeah. Who's the mom? It's seeing these people grow. It's like, like every season's like a year of their fucking lives. You you <laughs> see these people grow, and then at the end of the episode of the season, he's like, and by the way, the entire time we were doing that. She was in that room. Yeah. And we're like, Wait, what? what? Yeah, just like flippy, wacky shit. I, like, you're not trying to figure out a mystery. You're just yeah. enjoying the series. And then when they tell you, like, she's here, you're like, oh, it's coming. They're like, no, it's not. <laughs> but in this show, it's just like, yeah. Because now all you're going to be focused on is like, damn, which one of these niggas it, is the dad? The show is like, three of the characters that you're going to see every episode could be the father. And the other one, in the first episode, they had a date and then moved to a different country. So, what? so I was like, I know he's not the father because when they get towards the end of the show, he's going to come back and cause a love triangle situation with the person who's going to be the father. Or, or. <laughs> or he just comes back and fucks and dips again. That's what I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> or they pull some bullshit where this nigga has not been in the series the entire time, comes back at the end <laughs> for like three episodes, and then he's the dad. <laughs> or even just like. I'd be, I'd be like. I would be okay if it was a single dad situation where he was like, oh, I'm not ready for this, and leaves. But I, they can't do that because I will say it would be a little bad based on the color of the skin of that character. Oh. <laughs> oh, so we got some mixed babies? We could, actually, I will say two of the potentials are white and one of them is not American white. Okay. So it's American white, uh, British white, Black American, um, I think, I think he's Indian, but he could be like Pakistani or something. Mm. This, yeah, we have, we have different characters. All right. That Actually, just ruins the mystery. I hate that it, they did that. It is diverse. It's like two white guys. That's cool. The, 
but that already like kind of put me yeah. off. Like they they got an Asian lesbian girl who I got. I'm gonna tell you this. I got really pissed off because she got introduced and she was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm going through a divorce and like I'm a little shy." And I'm like, "Oh, you're gonna be fun." She's been boring as shit. Aww. <laughs> you could have been Lily. Asian lesbian going through a divorce <laughs> sounds so fun, and you I have not been enjoyed the Lily her. of the series because yeah. Lily's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And it's Lily is so unhinged. And uh, the Barney is a woman this time. Okay. But she's not. She just likes crushing dick, but she's in a relationship. Not cheating on him, though. But she doesn't want to be in it. Latina. Named Valentina. Okay. It's it's like, it's a, on paper. I'm it like, sounds like you, a good you, idea. You, I just don't know if they're doing it right. It's, because they're <sighs> trying to be How I Met Your Mother. No. Be your own show. Better Call Saul worked because it was bad. And the funny thing is, the fact that they're trying to be How I Met Your Mother makes them so different from How I Met Your Mother. Like, now, because now, now I can tell the focus of the show is going to be like, we got to figure out who the dad is. And that's just going to be the focus of the show every fucking time. Yeah. They're just intentionally going to be like, ooh, this could be a clue about the father. I, Instead of just being this cute little background detail that yeah. you wouldn't notice the first time you watched. I told Marilyn, I was like, oh, she's going to bang all four of them. Yeah, one of them got engaged. The fun of the the fun of <laughs> the fun of How I Met Your Mother was seeing the characters grow, seeing like, oh, but did you notice that she was right there? Yeah, just like shit like that. But you're not as focused on that because you're focused on these people's lives. You're not gonna get a Ted getting left at the altar moment in How I Met Your Father. Maybe you will, but it won't be as fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Ted I... getting left at the altar wasn't fun, but you get. <laughs> Like, that shit was sad. I'm excited. That was heartbreaking. Can I'm we ex- talk about how Ted got left at the yeah. fucking altar? Fuck, he got left at the altar, man. Like, do, do people forget that? That shit was heartbreaking. I was like, no. <laughs> mm, Poor last in this in here. Cool. No, yeah, no, that broke my heart. That was one of the first episodes of How I Met Your Mother I saw. And then, um... And then he was hanging on to it for too long. Yeah. Like, uh, my friend group started saying that if you, like, hold on to this issue that you've had for too long, we cards say, all right, we get it. You got left at the altar. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but getting left at the altar was a, a common uh, joke amongst the group. The squad. That's funny. That's a good That's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I love Sarah Chalk. Everything that she's in, she does fantastic at. So it's like, it makes sense that I would hate Stella so much because she's so good at playing that character. Fucking Stella. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that shit was heartbreaking, bro. Yeah. That was always just like, cause you're like, oh wow, this is beautiful. This is really, ha- oh. The the thing that made when I was like, even even though I that was one of the first episodes of How Much Your Mother I'd seen, so I knew he was going to get left at the altar when mm-hmm. I started watching the show. When I got to that part, I was like, this is the beginning of season four. If I were watching this as it was coming out, I'd be like, oh, this is going to go bad. This is not the end. Mm-hmm. It was like Shit, episode, man. like, within the first ten episodes of season four is, like, getting to their wedding. And I'm the shit like, was, that shit was indeed very sad. That's why I'm like, they're all pieces of shit and they all go, they all yeah. suffer. Yeah. <laughs> they all go through sad things, bro. That shit was sad. I, I gotta say, as cartoony as he is, 
as cartoony as Marshall is and how lovable he is, I feel like he's the only character that actually like struggles with depression. Yeah. Him and Robin. Yeah, yeah, I can and definitely. That's see why that. they make good friends in a couple episodes where they actually have plots together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get each other. They're both like come from the cold and moved to this city and it, they wanted they had big dreams about changing the world and they Bruh. clearly didn't get there. When Marshall's dad died. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought about Crocodile Dundee three the other day and how it holds up. <laughs> oh my god. When that happened, that was so fucking sad. The moment in that episode when you start noticing the numbers in the background, you're like, wait, yeah. what's going on here? How come they keep counting down? And you're getting closer to three, two, one. Fun fact, Jason Siegel didn't know. He was told in the script that Lily was going to say he's pregnant. Like, she's pregnant. Mm. So when she comes out and she's like crying his reaction of like being really happy to like huh that's why he's improvised that's why his what? his line is are you serious after, after she yeah after she says it his line is like my dad died because that's him like being like wait what i need what to change my character <laughs> yeah he thought he was going to be a father at the end of the season. No way! Like legit, <laughs> he thought like like they literally told him that. Yeah. Holy fuck! <laughs> that's fucking crazy. I think that's the second craziest one of those things to ever happen. In that's film. that's like that's like in uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air when when Will's dad like fucking leaves out on him again, mm-hmm. and Will starts doing the speech, and he actually starts getting mad, like real life mad, and yeah. Uh, James Ivory, I think is his name. The dude that plays Uncle Phil, yeah. RIP to him as well. Like, actually, like, that was real. Like, that yeah. was, like, legit. Him screaming, I'm a big girl, mama. Like, it's, like, one of those moments yeah. where they, like, film that and get that down. Like, fuck, that's crazy. You know what? You just brought up something. How do you feel about Bel Air? I have not watched it. I haven't watched it yet, but what but, do you like, feel about... like, the idea of it being, like, this serious drama kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, that just depends on how well it's written. Yeah. That is true. Like people, I know people are like, "Whoa, watch this Fresh Prince of Bel Air!" Like I get that. Like yeah. it's a comedy. You want it to be a comedy. So if you don't want to watch it because of that, that's perfectly fine. I understand yeah, that. Exactly. But I'm curious. So if I, I get a chance to watch it, I will. It looks like the um. <laughs> and Will Smith does something on it, like some yeah. kind of work. Behind He's producing. Song. Okay, there we go. Um, the couple of guys that are up to no good and started causing trouble in the neighborhood that looks a lot more intense yeah that looks like it's gonna be something majorly involved like there's guns involved it's it's like a drama series it's like something that's gonna be more serious so it's kind of like just like this weird retelling of like this same like initial plot thread it looks like the plot of this is almost a witness protection thing yeah it kind of looks like that because um I watched a second trailer a more recent trailer Mm. and it's hinting that the gang that the couple of guys up to no good are like searching for him. Yeah, yeah. Because there's moments where he's like looking and he sees people in cars. And, and that's why like, they his family doesn't want him causing trouble. Yeah. Because, you know, he might get caught and then they'll get involved. Yeah, like a lot of people were put off by the fact that it's this weird drama thing. But it, it, it makes me interested of like, oh, you're really going to take this and make it this? I'll watch it. Yeah. You know, I'll give it a shot. I'll see, I'll see how I feel about it. There's a reason it's not called the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, it's just called Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> This shit not funny, bro. 
<laughs> we better see Carlton's character do the dance once, at least. Just one time. Just one time. Just a, yeah, I, they'll probably have like sp- sprinkles of like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air nods to it. If they get more seasons, they better do. Honestly, my favorite arc of the show was um, fuck. What's the sister's name? Which one, Hillary, or the, the younger one? It was Hillary. She was the the one that liked to shop and was mm-hmm. like the rich one. Oh, the, when she fancy, started dating, she started dating the white guy, and then he died. Oh, the <laughs> one that did like the bungee jumping thing. Yeah. Hillary, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when that happened. I was like, what the? <laughs> I personally hope they recast the mom in season two. The light skinned woman. <laughs> Just, just a little sprinkle, you know, just, just a little nod, like, oh, whoa, she a different color. <laughs> and they don't say, they don't even make a joke about it. They just keep. <sighs> so my favorite recasting kind of kind of story is in um, uh, Kevin James's most recent sitcom. It was like, I forget what it was called. It was something, something Kevin. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. One of those things, you know, same old sitcom. Everybody loves Raymond, King yeah, Queen. Yeah. So he had a wife, and she was apparently a really hot wife, as they do with, like, the chunky... Like with King of Queens. Queens. Yeah. She went on to, like, expose fucking Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is kind of dope. So <laughs> that the wife of King of Queens was in the show. Mm. She was, like, his boss or partner because he was okay. a cop. Oh, okay. Okay. So because Kevin the James chemistry, yeah, right. Because the chemistry was still there from King and Queen. Oh, it was still like that, that kind of like romantic, weird yeah. chemistry going on. Um, in season two, they time skipped it a couple of years, and it's like, yeah, my wife died, and he's like dealing with sadness and starts dating the new the character that she's playing now. Because they were like, oh shit, they still have chemistry. We should make this the what thing. the fuck? That's so weird. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Uh, and all, all you think is like they were together for like so and so many years. Of course, they still have the chemistry. They you they guys know wrote those, a show and changed role. it, and, and then casted them. <laughs> this is Family Matters all over again. Oh Character my God. comes in to be a guest, and they're like, "No, just make it that." <laughs> it's the Urkel show now. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Oh, I love how sitcoms will just like write characters out or like change them and not say anything i love when they write them out though yeah like when they're just never to be seen or mentioned again i will say i will give fuller house um their handling of um mary kate and ashley because mm-hmm. they're just like oh where's michelle and she's like oh she couldn't make it because she was you know too busy working at her fashion design uh design studio in new york and then everybody looks at the camera and i was like oh <laughs> oh um, but I don't blame them for not wanting... After watching BoJack and seeing Sarah Lynn, I don't blame them for not wanting to be part of Full House. Yeah. I... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I fucking hate Full House. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, like, that's a cool, nifty little fact. I fucking hate Full House, bro. Man, whatever happened to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, even like, MTV. This show is so fucking... How are you corny and boring at the same time? <laughs> oh, so you're like Saved by the Bell. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm throwing shots. I fucking hate 
hate Saved by the Bell. I can't stand that one. I people, watched people, it. Oh, shit. I'm like, Saved by the Bell is awful. I watched watch it. A sh watch a real good show about high school and, and stuff. Watch Boy Meets World or some shit. So, like, when I was a kid <laughs> growing up, I watched a lot of, like, Fresh Prince. I watched a lot of um, a couple other things. I watched Degrassi for the lols, but then I got too infested in the characters, so then it became real. I had Degrassi low-key pretty good. <laughs> low-key. Like... Oh, uh, and you can sell this for a million dollars because I'm gonna be famous. <laughs> God, I think that's like one of the first episodes of that show I've ever saw in my life. <laughs> but Kyle, um, as a child, was like, "What the what fuck, fuck is this? <laughs> this is a teenager at a bar showing her boobies." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I watched Saved by the Bell because I thought I was, I thought I had to. Mm. If that makes sense, like no, I, I get you, because it was the thing. Yeah, but I I didn't I didn't enjoy watching it. It just it was there. It was on, and I learned about. I, I thought Screech was funny, but like you're a kid looking at a goofy kid He's making who, noises, and who shit. has the capability to stab stab someone, like <laughs> shit. <laughs> R.I.P. to the dude that played Screech. So many people have died. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, but my favorite thing that he's done is still in um your pretty face is going to hell where he plays himself <laughs> and he dies and he has to be in a sitcom oh uh, fuck. It, have you not seen that episode no no you know what i think you have shown me that because you show me a couple episodes it's of, so uh, your pretty good. Face is going it's to like hell. he thinks your name is squeak like the devil thinks your name is squeak so oh my god squeak. <laughs> like, but it's screech and he's like the devil thinks it's squeak so just go with it <laughs> Yeah, dude, but I, yeah, shit like that, like Full Full House, I was never into Boy Meets, or not, I love Boy Meets World. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I fucking love Boy Meets World, bro. Boy Meets World, you want to talk about classic, classic sitcom with some, with some good drama sprinkled in? You know, that shit was beautiful. I know, can, I can go off and talk about much from Boy Meets World. I got to be honest with you about something, man. Don't do it. Um, you'll be fired. <laughs> no, not that. It's not okay. that. Okay. Something else. The the show that hits the most, the most, I was a little kid and watched the show all the time. If it was on, I would switch to the channel it was on. Okay. The show, and I can never watch it again. What, what show? My nostalgia show was the Cosby show. Oh. Okay, I can see why you can I never can watch it again. never watch it again. I understand that. I've read, I've asked, like, on the internet, I've typed in Google, I've looked. A lot of people are curious if they if it's still watchable. And people say, because he's such a good person in the show, it makes it hard to watch. Oh. Where it's, like, a little different on Kevin Spacey characters. Like, maybe you can get away with it because he's such a vile piece of shit in all of his movies. Mm -hmm. That you're just like, yeah, this slimy dirtball, I'm allowed to hate him. But, like, he's such the... Bill Cosby is such, like, the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. He delivers babies. Yeah, he does. He's, like, a... It was such a positive impact on the black community because he yeah. was a doctor and his wife was a lawyer. And they had all these kids, but they lived in this really nice house. Like, it sucks because that, that show left such a good legacy within the community, and then you just find out what Bill yeah. Cosby... Like, I, I still think it's... Like, if you if people still watch the show and still like the show, that's that's fine. That's yeah. different. You know, it's one of those things. I personally am not the type of person that can separate art from the artist. It's very fucking hard for me to do. 
used to love Rorty Kenshin, cannot fucking look at it anymore. And it's just like, I'll accept people being like, well, I'll still watch it. Because, because people that worked on the show or like, even like the yeah. live action film adaptations, which are, are actually good live action anime adaptations and like games and shit like that. That's all fine and good. Cause they didn't know about that stuff. They're just working on the show. Like, their legacy legacy couldn't be, shouldn't be stayed because of that. And then they did that announcement a few months back of how, how they're going to do like a new Roni Kenshin anime thing. I am not supporting that shit. They are? Yeah. That's... Mm. I don't know if it's a reboot or something or if it's a new arc. Because I knew there was like a new arc currently going on in the manga around the time that came out. And I think they like canceled it. I think they brought might be bringing it back. Just like he's not working on it. Because, That's not... Because Shonen no. Jump just can make too much money off of that. But yeah, like there's going to no, be like no. a new anime thing. Oh, I am no. not supporting that. Dark, we're just okay. like... Well, he's not even gonna be on it. And this but and that. I'm that's like, something he that's started. That's new, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's this is after the fact that we know. I cannot support that. I'm sorry. I'm. J I just fucking cannot. If, if I'm like having... the stuff beforehand, yeah. Like, I personally can't. It's really hard for me to now. But the stuff before that, that's already made. That's already done. You know. Yeah. If I'm if I'm having a, an internal struggle of being a big Harry Potter fan and whether or not I'm gonna play that fucking game that's coming out. Well, well. To be fair, with one thing I'll give the Harry Potter community. Yeah. They're very good at just being like, just kind of forcing J.K. Rowling out of her own creation. Yeah. They kind of pushed her entirely well, out of the. They love. Harry Potter as a series and a franchise yeah. and a world, so they kind of just like push her out of existence. One of my favorite things that I've heard people say about this whole situation is uh, they're just like, I already own the books and money movies. She's not getting any more of my money. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, like I'm just not gonna get anything else. And I heard for the the that Harry Potter game that coming out, like the big one with the world where you yeah. make your own wizard. Like I heard she's not involved. With that. Good. If, if she absolutely isn't, I heard the studio had to. They said that they're like, don't worry, we're not working. Like Fantastic Beast is probably gonna take a hit because she's working on. That. Yeah. Like she's directly involved with that. So it's just like, ooh, mm. <laughs> death of a franchise. <laughs> But yeah, like they kind of dug themselves into a hole. Also, getting rid of Warner Brothers, also getting rid of uh, Johnny Depp, but not Amber Heard. Yes, yes, you are right. Both or none. I'm trying to look up this new anime thing. It got announced like I think around late last year. All right, comicbook.com. I guess I'll read your stupid fucking article. <laughs> I hate comicbook.com when they talk about anime because they don't be knowing what the fuck they talk about. <laughs> uh, they don't. I fucking hate their little top ten plot holes in Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, all the plot holes in Dragon Ball Z, and you didn't name a single one. <laughs> Good job. No, and number one, they say it'll last five minutes, but it's been five twenty-minute episodes. Listen here, you little piece of shit. It's <laughs> anime. It's anime. That's. It's also well established that it's kind of like they're slowing down the fight, so you. So the normal eye can watch. Them. Yeah, it's something that like, um, one it's thing kind I'll, of like logic. Something I'll give Demon Slayer a lot is I love when an episode ends with like ten minutes of a character thinking about what they're doing and then making the one sword movement mm -hmm. and then all that and then the beginning of the next episode it's like you're watching it again you're like oh I gotta watch this long part again and Tandro is just like not you don't hear his thoughts he's just like Ju -ju 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 -ju. yeah he just does it because and you're like all those thoughts are going through their head as you're like fighting. oh this 10 minutes thing was like five slashes in a second yeah okay because <laughs> they're they're fighting they're on their feet yeah uh Rorty Kenshin has announced a new anime is on the way 
It's been over two decades since Rurouni Kenshin's original anime adaptation aired, yet the franchise has been in the midst of kind of a comeback, ew, despite the creator, the series creator, uh, Nobuhiko Watsuki, uh, controversial arrest, fuck that nigga. Uh, the series has continued with a few new chapters and even wrapped up the fifth feature film in its live action adaptation frame. See, I don't blame them for continuing that too, because they were already in the middle of doing that. Uh, this series has gone far beyond where the original anime came to an end, so fans have been wondering whether or not the anime could come, could come back sometime. A major surprise during Jump Fest of 2022, and Shueisha announcing the new anime project for Ready Kenshin is now in the works. Produced by Leiden Films, the studio behind Tokyo Revengers. Oh, wow, there's a studio behind Tokyo Revengers, which is debuting as an anime on its own. Uh, unfortunately, there is nothing else known about the project as of this writing. That means the format. That means the format of the new project, whether it's a movie or a TV series. So we don't know exactly if it's going to be like a retelling, if they're going to adapt some other stuff that wasn't in the anime that was in the manga, which they've already done. Like yeah. They have OVAs of like the last arc, but I those OVAs suck. They do the last arc, no joke. See, I hate this because Ronin Kenshin is such a good fucking story. Like, I, I, I read the whole manga before I even ever finished the anime. I watched anime episodes back in the day on Toonami. But as a kid, I, I went to the library. They had like all the volumes. And I read that whole... It used to be, like, one of my top ten favorite series of all time. That is some classic shonen. I cannot look at it the same anymore. And it fucking sucks because that it has such fantastic writing, beautiful arcs, great character development. But this fucker is just not a good human being. I'm sorry. Yeah. You gotta learn to separate... No, I don't. I don't need to learn to separate shit. That nigga was looking at child porn. That's gross. If, if you can, <laughs> like, good for you. We're not... Did, we're, yeah, I'm not... not if, if you still can, like, watch the old anime or read the manga, you know, stuff like that, I'm not... I'm not hating on you, dude. We wish we had your willpower. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I just... I tried to, and I can't. I can't accept it. We would like to enjoy things still, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, this... I'm not supporting anything new. That comes up. Even when he was getting added to Jump Force and people were like, they took my Jump Force because of this. I'm just like, y'all just gonna have to let that slide. They're not taking Rurouni Kenshin out of Jump Force. Yeah. That's too popular of a franchise to this day for them to be like, yeah, we'll just take it out of this game. Also, uh, you can't, you can no longer buy that game digitally. <laughs> Fuck that <laughs> game, nigga! <laughs> oh, um, God. But... Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not supporting this new anime. I'm not going to watch it. If you guys watch it, great for you. I personally just, I fucking can't do it. I cannot accept that. Sorry. F fuck that. Oh, Because you got to think, he's probably going to be making money off of that. That's his property. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like no thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that that's how I feel about that. When you when you were bringing up the Cosby Show, I was like, that reminds me of that. Uh, no, I, it's I, I cannot great separate comparison. It. Too. I'm not a I'm not the type of person that can do that. I'm sorry, because be, writing myself, you you understand how much of yourself you put into something you create. Yeah, especially a story. So it's just like you have to understand, like separating the art from the artist is kind of weirdly impossible because they're so connected to that art. Like that's them. That's like a piece of them. 
clearly we don't know all about them. I didn't know about that side of him before that came out. But it's like, you have to understand, like, that man worked on that for years. Yeah. Like, that was a part of his life. Also, he made another series called Buso Rankin. It's not as popular as Ronnie Kenshin, but I like that too. Now I can't watch that fucking either. Like, like, god damn it. I can't enjoy shit. Like, <laughs> can't have shit in Detroit. Yeah, I used to recommend Buso Rankin to people because the anime was only like 26 episodes. It was short. It was it was fun. It wasn't as good as Ronnie Kenshin, but it was fun. And now I'm just like, I don't even talk about that shit. I don't even talk about that shit no more. <laughs> it's... Oh, one thing we will be talking about is we're going to start it in a little bit, but um, I think we mentioned it earlier, like episodes and episodes ago, but... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll probably be getting to that in just a couple minutes. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho. So way back, I was doing Yu Yu Hakusho, like, episode, like, retrospective reviews, and I kind of just stopped doing them. I was going to do, like, separate videos from them and put them up on YouTube, but... You know, time, convenience, all that stuff got in the way. So I never ended up doing that. So I only got to the first season of the retrospective. And I think we're going to reboot it. We're going to start from episode one. But that's because Ryan has never watched the whole show from beginning to end. So that's what we're going to end up doing. It's 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 not going to take forever. Because it's not like Naruto where it's like 700 episodes. Yu Yu Hakusho is 112 episodes. Not going to take... Not going to take that long and i guess instead of doing it episode by episode we'll probably do it like a couple of episodes at a time yeah and then um it won't be on the main podcast maybe it will maybe we'll have time for it if not we'll make it its own separate like kind of like uh side project like you know how we're doing the reviews and the vibes we could do it like that i was even thinking um i really liked how we did the whole bonus Thing with mm, uh, so it could reading. be so we can do like a podcast episode and then record a bonus after yeah and I feel like we could start doing bonuses as YouTube onlys okay and kind of eventually once we're finished with Yu kind of lead that into like our like post more. show okay and make that like where we put our lyric readings maybe we'll bring back uh, Anna Madlib okay like, that's yeah, where we yeah, can yeah. do those I like things that. I like that yeah no that'd be cool so yeah. We'll do that. That'll be that'll Yu Hawk Show will be like bonus discussion. Yeah, it'll give you guys a reason to subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah, we'll put <laughs> yeah. up more content. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 gonna start putting in the effort to put up uh, the podcast on YouTube too and all that stuff. I'll make like playlists for it. I just gotta once we get started, once I get it like rolling, I'll be able to do it more consistently. So we'll yeah. get there. We'll and get I, there. I do want to write skits for our YouTube, and that will be video ones if 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 oh, yeah. I do if I do. Well, we got plans. We got yeah, we, we got, got dreams. We have plans. We got dreams. Some of them will be accomplished. Some of them will put one out and be like, wait, wait, that's not for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Oh, I don't feel oh, like doing that. <laughs> I put out the time travel deep dive and Kyle's like, maybe we don't need to do this. Man. Maybe, we maybe we don't need to talk about time travel. I, I That one, I, I'll be honest. Last, when we recorded the final episode, I did mention it like it was going to happen soon. I'm going to put a lot of thought into this. We might not see this time travel deep dive for a long time. That's fine. But I want it That's to be fine. good. After I recorded the drink tasting, that might never see the light of day. One day. You uh, just got to give me the okay. You were like, no, don't do it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I won't. I won't. <laughs> it's forever going to be an episode where I say, this is episode one, and it's not going to be episode one. I'll just dub over it. It'll be like, this is episode 30. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cause with the, cause I don't know if you uh, listen to episode 100, but when um when I did it, <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I'll probably do a touching opening thing. Yeah, and, and you're like, I couldn't I, do I, it. I didn't do it. I, I, I didn't do it. I, I didn't have the time. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. My bad. You're not getting a touching opening. <laughs> and then you go right back into it, like, yeah. So expect to hear it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah. I gotta let people know I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> we make a lot of promises that we don't always fulfill i'm glad we fulfilled this brunch episode yeah this is fun yeah fun little bonus so this should keep you this should keep you guys holding on to our few people that do read or watch and enjoy uh we're like an hour and 42 in so we'll, we'll probably wrap it up um you got anything else i got a couple stories that i didn't share go over, for it go for it go for it over the 100 episodes and I'm going to tell one story that happened semi-recently, but I didn't tell it on episode 100 because it was too close to when it happened. Okay. This is something that I haven't told anyone. Oh, okay. So you and our fans will know. But I'm debating on also what story... I'll ask you this. You can sit with it while I tell this first story. Okay. Which story should I tell? How I... Fucked up my foot or how I fucked up my leg and my entire body. Because I think you know both of these stories. <laughs> well, while you think, while you sit with that, let me tell you this thing that happened recently. Um, okay. So I was drinking with some people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having fun. I get a little turnt. But I, I, this moment, I was only one beer in and maybe a couple hits of a pen. Okay. So I wasn't shmammered. I was just a little loopy. You know, a little cuckoo, a little wacko, mm. a little sugar in me. But um, this person had in their bathroom these little, I don't want to go too specific. They had these little figures that were hidden across the bathroom. Mm. And I picked one up and... I thought, how funny it would be if I moved one into a different place. So as I'm holding it, I accidentally drop it. And it falls into... Trigger warning. Falls into a toilet full of, like, dehydrated fucking orange-yellow, like, stanky asparagus piss. And I sit there like, oh, fuck. And I'm sitting there struggling because there's people outside and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I put my hand in there. Oh my. <laughs> and pull the thing out. No. And I spend like five to ten minutes in there applying soap and scrubbing it. Like cleaning it. Cleaning my hand too. I, I to this day, this hand I'm still like, cause about right here, the water was kind of low. So it hit right here. Pretty much my hand from here up has oh been Lord. burning in my mind. Cause uh, you guys might know, but Kyle knows this. I'm a fucking crazy germaphobe. Oh so Lord. I will get, I will promise you there was about two minutes of wasted time of me standing over there. Like, do I flush it and just be like, mm, I don't know what happened to your thing, man. Bro. Bro, no. I cleaned it off and put it exactly where it was. Washed my hands like a sixth time 
and went out and continued my night. The host does not know about this, and unless they listen to this episode and put two and two together, they never will. This nigga is wild. <laughs> I haven't even told Ellen this happened. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. It was so gross. I freaked out. I had so much anxiety for the next hour because not just because of what happened, but because I was like, my hand was in a bowl of piss. So I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, it's like I had cuts because I, I work with paper. Ryan, so I have paper cuts on my hands no, the whole time. Ryan. So I'm sitting there like, I'm going to get some disease. Like I'm freaking out. I'm sweating. This like man, I'm about, I booked my COVID test. Like <laughs> I was about to wrap up for the day. And this man said, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got to tell you this story. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell me. <laughs> Nigga. I just want these people to know what my life is like off recording. Because <laughs> I relate to Andrew Panton of Fuckface so much. Because so many of the things he talks about when it comes to his life, a lot of people on the internet are like, why the fuck would he do that? In my mind, I'm like, I thought similarly, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> I'm like, I've been there, dude. Like, my lord. This is why I stay inside, you guys. Oh. That's why I don't go out. So, <laughs> which of my two I went out and about on the town stories you want to hear? The time I probably broke my foot or the time I probably almost died? The, the foot. <laughs> we'll, we'll save the... The twist, why, why I limp when I walk story for a future moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of certain events in my life that happened, I was in a weird place. And one night, I kind of was drunk enough to kind of snap. Yeah. So, this is not public, this is not an ad for the new Jackass movie. Well, but I basically did that. But I called it Broad Project Badass based on Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. I recorded a number of these videos that night. Some of them were me. The same fucking night. The same fucking <laughs> night. The, this story was the last one. And there's reason why it was the last one. Okay. Uh, I did stuff like I would climb on top of the monkey bars and I would walk on top of them across. Oh my god, I could have gotten hurt. Could have got hurt, hurt. I didn't got hurt, hurt. <laughs> I uh, ran in between uh, cars. I did. I did real life Frogger, at one point. What year was this? This was 2015. Ryan. <laughs> so right before truly depressed Ryan. Yeah. Like it was in that stage where I'm like, I'm still manic. So <laughs> I think I'm invincible, and then I know that death is inevitable, and I get really sad. But seven, seven years ago, y'all. So, the, keep in mind, we had a lot more energy back then. Yeah, <laughs> and I was doing a lot of stupid things. But, uh, <laughs> which explains a lot of what's coming up. Um, I, the couple that, the couple of videos that made it to the internet mm -hmm. were only two. And one of them was a folded chair getting smacked on my head. Okay. But that one wasn't so bad. Because I was like up, like I handled that. I I will disclaimer, 
I could probably take a wicked hit to them. Wicked blow to the dome and still be up. Okay. Like, I I, I, I got punched in the face by a dude bigger than me once, and I terminated that shit, and we both started laughing. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I like Charlie in that episode of Sonny where they're trying to get him into the fight club. Whereas, like, they realize they don't need to, like, overpower someone. They just need someone who can take a bunch of hits. It's, yeah. That, that's me. I'll, 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 I'll stall. I'm your staller. <laughs> I'm your Venusaur. <laughs> but, um... Oh, he's exhausted now. <laughs> um, the last thing we did was we are trying to come up with, like, one video that would be really fucking wild. Yeah. And we were by a fire hydrant. So I said, what if I roundhouse kicked the fire hydrants? Oh, I do remember this. Okay. Yeah. I, um... Yep. <laughs> it went, I used to do jujitsu. Yeah. I had probably the... I wasn't the best in the class, but I had the best roundhouse kick in the class. Mine would make a loud thump, loud bang every time I kicked the punching bag. Huh? Oh, yeah. No, I, I if I round count, I probably, to this day, I, I probably could... I mean, anyone could probably knock out someone if they roundhouse kick someone to the head. You're right. But... They would stay down. I'd like to think. <laughs> it's because I got big, meaty, fat legs. I got weird bird legs. That's the vibe. But, um, yeah, I could kick you like an ostrich. <laughs> but, um, I was going to roundhouse kick this fire hydrant. Yeah. I thought that would be great. Yep. So we start recording, and I take my shoe off. Mistake number one. <laughs> That's the only mistake here. It would have been fine if I roundhouse kick, uh, kicked uh, a fire hydrant with my Doc Martens on. Look at this pointy-edged hunk of metal. Better take my shoe off first. All right. So have you? Let me let me ask you this, kids at home. Have you ever grabbed an aluminum bat and smacked a stop sign like the pole of it, or like any kind of thing, or like you know when you're like sitting there and you like hit it on metal, you know that bang sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my bone made that sound against the goddamn fire hydrant. That video is somewhere on Facebook. Oh, Lord. Somewhere out there. And uh, the best part of the video is the guy. Point. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the. And you just hear me like. And you hear the person recording cracking up. And you just hear me asking to cut it. I'm like, cut it. Cut, cut it. Cut, fucking cut it. Cut it. <laughs> like, Because I am writhing in pain. I am to this day kind of sh- pretty sure I like broke something. I yeah, wouldn't even be shocked if, if if you did. Like, I'm pretty sure most of the right side of my body is broken. Moral of the story: Don't take your shoes off if you're gonna roundhouse kick a fire hydrant. Yeah, if you're, if you're gonna do it, just be safe. Put some shoes be on. Be safe. Put some boots on. We we have a lot of uh, advancements in technology. You can edit that. Just act like you roundhouse kicked it. Photoshop it in. If you'll just CG it. Yeah, CG it. <laughs> Just like it'll look smoother. Just, just no. It'll be like Dragon Quest CG, right? Oh. So then your whole body is like this CG model. <laughs> it's so jarring. You're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Ooh, Ryan. <laughs> There's a lot of stories that I'm kind of glad in this first season of me being in. I thought I was going to end up telling them all. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I still got not yet. <laughs> Good. That'll make season five Some more of the interesting. Shitty things I've done, guys. I don't condone them. 
but I will admit a lot of the stories end up with me as the loser. And I think that's what makes me telling these stories okay. <laughs> Ryan's telling you tales of what not to do. <laughs> Don't be like me, kids. I've had so many people... So many times people think I'm the bad influence. I mean, no, people think that they're a bad influence on me, and I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> what you don't know is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bad influence. I'm just nice to your parents. <laughs> so they like me. Now, let's go do some shenanigans. <laughs> you want to break into the Long Beach Nature Center after hours to get chased by security? You're not lying to you. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Especially don't do it with a guy who is so freaked out about it that he's trying to catch you as you're climbing the fence and you're like, move, motherfucker. I'm trying to jump off the fence and he's trying to pull you off the fence and you end up cutting your leg open on the fence because he pulled you down. And you're like, if we would have been out of here 10 seconds ago if you just fucking moved. Don't do it. It's not worth it, guys. That's why I stay in the house. Yeah. I've been staying in the house since 2011, and I don't regret it. When we reconnected, (laughs) I was like, you want to do this? You want to do this? You're like, no, we can just watch for rah, rah, rah. And I sat down, and I was like, you mean I'm not hurt at the end of the day? Yeah. Oh, I like this. And my life changed. (laughs) I was like, nigga, I have a job. I can't be out here doing all Let's just say a whole lot of my stories happen pre-me working at Flame Broiler, me and Kyle connecting again. Yeah. Because Kyle taught me the... The bliss that is. You can do wild and crazy things. You can do things that can ruin your life, but you can do them in the comfort of your home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that way, at least you're home. Yeah. You at least, at the very least, you're home. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you're not just out somewhere hurt. You can you can be hurt at home, and then you, lay the fuck down. You're not out there at Sunken City in San Pedro, looking at on top of like one pile of rocks, looking at another tile, pile of rocks, like. I can jump that far. <laughs> Ryan, no! <laughs> yeah, I, I go outside with these niggas a lot. <laughs> Not that far. I'd be like, nah, I'm going to just, I'm gonna just go. Hit me up when you're back. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I ain't doing all that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. This is, this is a nice little brunch. A little, little brunch special. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We just wanted to shoot the shit, have a little brunch, have an excuse to drink. On a Sunday and morning, On too. a Sunday morning, yeah. I never get that because I'm usually at work. I'm, I'm currently on a vacation from work. I still got three more days after this. I, I'll be honest. Initially, we were going to make, because me and Marilyn make really good bagel sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> we were prepped to make those and we woke up this morning and as we were gathering stuff right before i picked you up i was like wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute no no we can't do this and really was like oh fuck and we contemplating contemplated <laughs> about me going to winko to get chorizo beforehand but then i was like no 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 do we have beans if we just make eggs beans tortilla avocado we're good we have all the ingredients yeah no it was good <laughs> But you almost I wouldn't I wouldn't have been mad. I would have laughed. I would have laughed cuz the funny thing is I didn't feel like uh like buying anything yesterday. So I Kevin brought home leftover bagels the other day. So I did make a bagel sandwich for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> cuz I was like, fuck, I'm kind of hungry. They're, they're fire. Like they're good. I I don't It's just 
when you do it for a whole day, yeah. you don't want to come home and deal with that shit. <laughs> I think that's why I was more into it, because yeah. I'm like, well, I had not make them for anybody else yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh, so maybe us making it for you would have been different. <laughs> oh, the turns have tabled. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the brunch was good. Yeah. It's a fun time. Fun time. Got to be out on a Sunday. It was nice. You know, I still got three more days. I'm gonna be chilling, relaxing, uh, getting shit ready uh, for season five once we get to that point. But um, this will go up. By the time this goes up, it'd normally be the the time when an episode would normally go up. So this is kind of like our break intermission thing. I'm not gonna do a lot of editing on this. I'll probably just put. Won't even do an intro. Just probably some background music, and I'll just call it a day on that. Simple little special. Yeah, exactly. A little brunch special. But we're about to just be about two hours in, so I think that's I think that's perfect. I think we, we, we did the damn thing. Yeah. Had a good time. Uh, and we're gonna, I'm gonna get Ryan started on Yu Yu Hakusho, you know? It's my favorite anime. It's time to add people to the cult. Uh, <laughs> you know what? This proves we can do it. We can do a two-hour podcast. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah we definitely we can. can. We can we ideal. Can. That's what I'm saying. Like, an hour and a half to two-hour episodes, well fire for season five perfect don't need to be any longer than that and then if we want to talk more we we got the bonuses like you were yeah, saying exactly so that is it for us i hope you enjoyed our brunch special and we will be back for season five what are we going to talk about in season five i don't fucking know yet you'll see when we get to season five yeah we don't know the goddamn future the reboot idiot the episode 101 101 zoe <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Maybe I'll put that as the outro music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Are you ready? Ooh, I know you see me standing here. Do I look good, my dear? Do I look good today? Yeah.